the Our Secret Spot podcast, your look through the keyhole into Australia's hottest swingers club. Hi guys. Hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Our Secret Spot, the podcast. My name is Lawrence. And I'm Jess. And we are the owners and founders of Our Secret Spot, which is a... Swingers club. Here in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, this episode is going to be about our questions that we get from our listeners. So it's going to be an entire question episode, answering your questions. Yeah, Mailbag. questions and answers. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, Q&A. Yeah, normally we go over like the, the stories of things we see in the club uh, from month to month. However, since we're closed, there's nothing really to report. <laughs> we can tell you that the club is still looking mighty fine yeah. and we've done a few adjustments. but Minor adjustments. Minor adjustments, minor yeah. fix-ups. Oh, a couple of new pictures. Yeah, we did. The gigantic fucking. <laughs> oh, mirrors. The mirrors. Oh, we got. Oh, no, but that thing that you made me go and pick up. <laughs> hey guys, it's well worth it when you come and see the dance floor and you see this gigantic canvas. You'll thank me. <laughs> Trust me. I wasn't ready for how big that thing was going to be. It was like, yeah, the measurements it was didn't like I pulled give the it pants justice. Down and gone, oh, good lord. <laughs> it was a big thing. Yeah, and it was. An ex- it looks good. And it was an expensive day for me because you know, <laughs> I was on my own trying to pick it up, and I had to climb on the roof of the van. To do it and then identified it. We ended up having to pay extra <laughs> few hundred dollars for pay for the damage. <laughs> yeah. Went from a $70 picture to, to $570. Yeah, 570 That was... Mm, what a shame. That was delicious. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <clears throat> now that our throats are all lubricated from our little conversation, shall we start with the questions? <laughs> or would you like to talk about you climbing on a car again? No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> what did you want to start with? Um, I thought we'll start with what Well, oh, how did we get these questions? Oh, okay. So majority of these questions are from Instagram. Mm. Um, So anyone that does have any questions, we'll say this at the end, but you can also email them to us as well. Um, But this particular one. Yeah, if you've got longer, like if you've got a specific scenario going on for you and you want it sort of. Oh, yeah. If you want something more detailed, because sometimes it can be a little bit hard to ask a quick one-liner on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, if you've got like a situation that you need to give us a, uh, a bit of context for us to understand and maybe give an answer for. Shoot us an email, no problemo. Or even a text. Um, but let's dive into the first question. Um, what makes a great party? And we're going to assume that they mean great party at the club. Obviously. Yeah. What makes a great party at the club? I feel that, I mean, it really- Obviously be, us. Obviously. <laughs> but I mean- <laughs> No, but in all seriousness. I mean, taking, that, taking it back another step, it's a, it make, great people make a great party. Vibes and atmosphere. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, we could have like, the best, uh, you know, venue, like all these best yeah, venue three years running. <laughs> yeah, all these like uh, things gonna, that enhance the experience. All the accolades. It, yeah, but it ultimately, it comes down to the people that are there. Correct, and it's also you can never really pick the nights as well. So sometimes it's a great party, sometimes it's an extra great party. Yeah. So it's really different, and it's also the way that you come arriving to the party. So it's your attitude, it's your vibe that you bring, because mm. if you're already in a bad mood, you're just gonna dampen the mood everywhere else. So yeah. come excited. I think like there's a difference then where we definitely have uh, parties that are more subdued, but they're not bad by any stretch. It's just they're more essential. Like, yeah, and but it gives you a completely different feel if you're the guest. So, and I guess people kind of feed off each other. Obviously, they do. Uh, but 100%. usually those sort of more subdued parties, yeah, like you said, they're a bit more sensual. Yeah, and I think that sometimes you need that sort of energy, like some nice touching and oil massages. I could go for a massage right now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess for me personally, it's those great parties as where like the energy is high, there's a lot of 
different things going on. So like you go to like in the downstairs area where people are dancing and they're putting on a show between themselves on the pole and there's cheering and whooping and the the woo girls. Yeah, that's ex- <laughs> instantly came to my head. I was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then you might head downstairs to the dungeon and people are putting on a kind of a BDSM show. It could also be quite central downstairs and a party up in the dance floor. Yeah. And then upstairs is... A mix. A mix. Like the orgy room will be manic. Uh, and there's people pr- pr- uh, playing in the Maybe animalistic, rooms. not manic. Manic. Animals. People aren't crazy up there. No, they're not. Just crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> there for me, they're kind of the best parties where there's a, there's a full range of things going on. I um, also feel like coming to a party to make it great is sort of, you know, dressing up for the event. So coming prepared. So wearing something nice, not drinking too much, um, you know, having really great conversations with people to understand what you really want to achieve from this night. So having an understanding of what makes a great party for you will make a great party overall. Mm. And I think having that, yeah, like building on that is the attitude of coming to have fun. Mm. And I guess when it's a little bit better is there's not so much nerves, if that makes sense. Like yeah, it can be hard for first timers, but you yeah, know, we a bit more of an do encourage crowd. Se- second times. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. When it's when it's a little bit more relaxed, like you still got the excitement, you still got the energy, you still have that positivity, but you're not nervous where you're sort of holding back. Mm. And you know, like our, our really great parties are like our birthday party, Halloween, New Year's Eve, Christmas. Christmas. They're typically really good parties because there's a different kind of. I think just the the, the they're theme, super events. So the, they're the theme itself. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, because people like to – these are generic themes where people can dress up to them. And everyone has a Santa hat somewhere. Everyone has red lingerie. Everyone has some sparkly, shiny outfit for New Year's. Like, we all have these attires somewhere hidden in our wardrobe. And this is the time of the year to wear them. But I think there's something, like, in the collective consciousness, like, it's a, it, this is a big party. Yep. Let's make it a big night. Like yeah, great. You, you everyone plan kind for of it a bit better. Sh- like, kind of goes down that way anyway. Yeah. Whether they And you also vibe off everyone's energy planning yeah. for it. Because yeah. you, you probably prep for it a bit longer than just a couple of days out. Like you do a week or two out. Yeah. And then you have your like pre-parties and then you dress up together and the girls all talk about what lingerie they're going to wear. Also, I'm going to say, I think something that makes a great party is people arriving within a sort of a, uh, a tighter window. Oh, do you mean like arriving before 10.30? Or do you mean well, arriving yeah, I mean, together? Yeah. No, like, say, okay, so we open at 8.30, right? But, like, mm-hmm. if people are arriving, yeah, like, I guess you're saying, because because we do open at 8.30, if they arrive before 10.30, so there's a two-hour window of the majority of people arriving. Yeah. So it creates usually has a better atmosphere because there's, everyone's kind of at the same level and they, they're progressing together. Yep. Whereas sometimes, you know, on a regular night, it's spread out a little bit more. It might be a three-and-a-half-hour sort of span of people arriving. And sometimes there's people doing this over there and this over there. And guests that are arriving late are kind of chasing their tail. Yeah. I don't know. That's just – it just feels like a thing that happens. No, no, I get that because it seems like you kind of branch off to your groups. You start creating your intimate vibes as well as the overall atmosphere vibe Um, and it sort of makes the party kick off a little bit sooner and you get to enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. And that makes a very great party. (laughs) And also us guys, we make a great party. party. (laughs) Yeah. No, really, we do. do. We've been voted the best party. Best adult party, Lawrence. Yes. We are really good at partying. Three party times. Making. But yes, if there is anything that you'd like to see from us in our next parties, send us a little message and we'll hopefully try and incorporate it for you. 
I think like, like it's little novelty ideas that you've done before, like uh, where the t- couples have to strip off to see who's the best dress. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> a collective activity. Yeah, like coming to watch a performance, and it yeah. kind of puts everyone in that that um, space in together. The nest together. Yeah, I do like that one. That's my favorite. Where three yeah. hot couples all have to do a dance off. The dance off. Yeah. The dance off, and uh, show me your best moves. It's the best <laughs> because I get like three free lap dances without having to do anything. It's amazing. <laughs> that makes a great night for me. Yeah. Cool. So, what's next? What is next? Um, let's move on to like questions about like. We've got a few on the sort of the subject line of like opening up to a partner or or friends. Um, so telling people that I'm a swinger. Yeah, people who yeah. Okay. So the first one is how to open the subject with a partner. Now hmm. I assume that I, they I mean. I feel like you might be the best for that one, considering you did get me into the lifestyle. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a bit more excited than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So obviously you're interested as. A person wanting to come to the club or whatever, and your partner has not expressed any of that interest, at least, or at least verbally. verbally to you. Correct. They may have given you some of the signs or talked dirty to you, but they've not openly come and said had had the conversation with yeah. you. I think the type of conversation you're going to have will vary will vary on how what stage of the of a relationship you're in. Correct. Yeah. Sometimes it you know it is about timing as much as. We want you to be as open as possible. Um, we do feel like it is about timing as well. And I think something you've always said, which is stuck with me, is that if you've been thinking about it for a long time, once you divulge this information to your partner, remember they've had three seconds to think about it. So give them time, give them support, um, and pretty much try and give them all the knowledge you gained from when you were researching it. I want to say, if just say it's the very early stages, so like when I talk to you about Tinder it. Tinder <laughs> Tinder date, or you, We've had you a few or you're Tinder just dates. talking on Tinder about it, right? Um, yeah. I think well, the approach that I had was just kind of be just upfront about it, mm. and try and get, deliver the message in a very compassionate way. I find people sometimes because they're so excited to tell the subject to someone, they sort of throw it in your face. They're like, "I'm a swinger," <laughs> <laughs> see, and it's like, "Well, I'm glad you're excited, but." You've now just, you know, just spat lollies at Lawrence. But, like, you just – you want to be compassionate. You want to understand that their reaction may not be as positive as yours or it could be super positive and they could be the ones spitting the jelly beans back at you. So just come in with a very warm touch. I think, like, looking for key words from people, like something if they're talking about, like, being open-minded or, um, you know – If they've ever thought about sexually – adventuring to other things yeah you can kind of get a sense out of someone how they might react i like to try and ask the question of have you ever thought about threesomes have you ever thought about involving other people into your relationship yeah the involving other people into a relationship might be a bit more scary even for people who are actual bona fide swingers right because they're like no we don't involve (laughs) other people in our relationship we just play with other people at the club and once we leave the club that's it yeah we don't we don't um do anything else with anyone else so, I mean, you were going on, a, you were talking about, I guess where you were going was with people who are in a more established Maybe, yeah. relationship, how to, so. how, to, how to bring it up. Because even then it can be quite nerve wracking. Like even if you've been with your partner for several years and you, I don't know, maybe you want to dip in your toe into the kink scene where you want to do something BDSM, that can be quite confronting to another partner if they're not that interested and you sort of want to approach the subject. Yeah. 
So I think the the same rules apply though for all people is just be compassionate with what you're saying and try and give them as much information as possible as to your emotions, how you can help to support them during this time and any information that you've gained. Like key things is like making clear to your partner that it's about it's you two, us. not yeah. not it's not a solo project. Like I'm bored of you, I need to do something <laughs> else. Wow. Bored of your hand jobs, I need a blow job. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> not likely, but yeah. Mm. Uh I think one of my one of my favorite tips for like bringing this up is a way of talking about it without actually directly asking the question is doing it during play. Uh, so what I mean by that is role playing fantasy of having other people involved in sex with you while it's just the two of you. Yeah, I find that a good way too because you're already in that sexual headspace as well and swinging is quite a sexual based relationship too. Mm. I think because some people can definitely fantasize about oh having all these people around me or doing all these things. Oh, I want all these cocks and pussies, just <laughs> whatever. Um, Kapussy? Being double stuffed or just buried under a sea of... Kapussy? Kapussy. What's kapussy? Cock and pussy. Oh, kapussy. cock and pussy. Kapussy. Kapussy. It's my new word, guys. It's trademark. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's, sometimes like people's imaginations can run wild with them as well. So I think even with your dirty talk should be baby t- baby steps with your dirty talk. Yeah. And seeing how they're reacting. And then maybe yeah. after you've finished playing for that particular session, just sort of, hey, like, then bring it up. Like, w- would you ever, like, think about... Dipping your toes into this. Yeah. And then seeing how they go from there. If it's, like, if it's, if it's just a flat-out hard no, like, what do, you, what do you think you could do? I feel like sometimes, like, when the answer is no, it could just be because their reaction is negative on it or the way that they've understood the situation it feels like they are losing you to something so maybe having some reassurance that you know this is just a conversation this is not a dual or end all like swinging is something that I want to try or you know swinging is something that's a part of me and I'd like to involve you in it like reassuring your partner that you are there for them um and work on you know them educate them talk to them about what they could do in the lifestyle and what they could find fun so maybe just give them some time as well when it's a no. Yeah. How how much time? I mean, that's really up to you and your partner, to be honest. Like some people can understand and register this information quicker. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I, when we first discussed it, it was quite a quick transition, but then getting us into swinging was a couple months. So we about had- six. About six, yeah, and it was back and forth and we had conversations still about it. Like we mm. attended events, we still, you know, we went to parties, mm. we just never dipped our toes into swapping with a couple. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, everyone's different and don't pressure people to hurry up because that'll most likely turn out bad. I guess maybe some people, there is a there is a line though, right, where it's, well, you're not interested and this is something I really want to do. Do you ever just end the relationship? I mean... If that's the option, then maybe. But I, I think it's also another discussion then. Where did you guys go wrong? In what way? What do you mean? Like is it if it was something that you felt was a part of you, mm. then maybe the discussion needs to be around is it something that can change for both of you? Is it something that needs time? Or if it's a straight out no and it's just we're not compatible anymore, then how do we see going forward from here? Mm. 
I think everything's based around a conversation. As long as you adult about it and you have a like a deep and meaningful conversation, yeah. most situations work out the way they should be. Whether it's together or not together. Correct. Yeah, okay. Because there's always going to be that 1% that just don't work together. Mm. Or at least don't work together as swingers. Yeah, okay. Like, you can't force swinging onto people. No, you can't. I'm just, yeah, but it's just sort of some people like, well, it's it's the idea is going to stick with them. Their partner's not interested. And when do you I think that's either like give you up on the idea or give up on being in a relationship with that person? It's kind of a tough one, right? It is, but it's a decision you and yourself have to make. Will you be regretful? Will you be resentful towards your partner if they say no and then you agree to continue not doing it? Mm. Like it's – that's something as, you know, as a decision, it's a, a fork where you have to decide your path. Yeah. And if it's a fork that touches the other fork, then you can just continue. <laughs> if not, we have a swingers club. Come see us. Yeah. I think you touched on something earlier as well about um, going to events that are not necessarily swinger type events, but those type of people would be there. Oh, yeah, like adult parties. Yeah, where it's like a dance party with, you know, they're a bit more, I guess, liberal Fluid. in their thinking, open-minded. Yeah. These type of people would might play given this, a particular situation, but at that particular event that you're going to be, they're not having sex or doing anything overly Correct. sexual. But they're just – they're in sexual attire, so they're – Talking sexually. Yeah, so... Which is a good sort of like starting step or stepping stone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every major city in Australia has that type of party where you can go and you can sort of meet these kind of... And it's a a great stepping stone. You can can dip your toes and see how you feel Yeah, talking sexually. Even like... Because I remember our first event that we went to um, was a Red Heaven. Oh, no, sorry. It was a prima, but then we went to a Red Heaven together and this is when we discussed a little bit further on what we wanted to do as swingers together. Um, And it was kind of like an exploration time for me. Like I walked up to girls and I talked to other girls. Um, You know, some girls would touch my arm and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'd run back to you. Or It was a time where I was exploring how I felt around people, but how we as a couple would present as well. Yeah. Next question. Well, building on this is sort of a question that we got about um, ways to spill the beans <laughs> about your lifestyle to your vanilla friends. Ooh. So, I mean, obviously, let's assume things have gone well for you and your partner. You're involved now and you're like, you're right into it. You're loving it. <laughs> you're swinging with the pros. You're coming to the club every weekend. You've got Just your black coming? card. Yeah. Coming in always. Okay. What? You got, you're going to keep it sexy. Yeah. Don't give me this shit. <laughs> So, yes, uh, you're coming to the club and you have now got your, you know, pee plates and you're officially yeah. somebody who will advocate being yeah. a swinger. You know all the staff's name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you start knowing our staff name, you've been here quite a few times. Yeah. Um, so, ways to spill the beans to your vanilla friends. Oh, I don't know. I mean, but the first thing for me that comes to mind is why do you need to tell them? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Is it maybe because like, you know, with best friends of mine, like I spill talk to them about pretty much everything. Mm. Is it maybe because they're feeling like they need to tell this information so they're not hiding stuff? Yeah. Or an explanation of how they're spending their time. Like all of a sudden you're not available on Friday and Saturday nights. Maybe. Or maybe they just feel, you know, it's similar to having the conversation with your partner. It's a conversation they feel needs to happen with their friends because it's something that they feel needs to be accepted. Yeah. Which I completely get. Like 99% of my friends know I'm a swinger. Yeah. 
the 1% just wasn't listening. (laughs) 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 Well, considering how the swingers club, that's on them. Um, Yeah. So ask yourself why, like, do do, do they need to know? And I mean, I guess not everyone, probably no one, none of them are going to need to know. But if you decide, I really want this person to know. What um, are you going to tell them? Like, I don't think they need to know all the information. Yeah, no, you don't know. It's just like, oh, um, I got railed by two guys when my partner watched. Maybe they do want to know that. Maybe they do. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe, baby. So if you decide for whatever reason this particular friend or friends need to know this kind of information, how are you going to tell them? Over I, a glass of wine and some oysters. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's lubricating up the situation, like working up to it. Don't just bang this in their face. I've done this before, like with um with my ex and we because we had friends from high so it, it's not like high school friends you and i got into this we started a relationship together and then we, we were already Molded involved together, and yeah. so like our friends were already in this scene and if they weren't they were they were they were periphery to it so it wasn't yeah. going to be a, a necessarily we didn't even need to have the conversation because they knew already um but like with my ex completely um left a field i guess for some people mm. i remember just um we did that. We like had we got together at their place, had dinner, and we just said, "Hey, we just need to tell you something." And we t- <laughs> and it was like, "We we we pregnant? We brought dessert. Sort of, <laughs> you pregnant? You getting married? We're already married at this point. So the the, the, uh, the natural <laughs> thing would be, oh, you're pregnant? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and just we did just drop it on. Hey, we need to tell you something. We're actually been going to swingers parties and all that. So we've been. How did your friends react? Oh, really? Oh, you know, we kind of like thought something might be up. I, probably a lot of the times your friends are going to be out. we thought something might have been up. Well, because your behaviour can also change as well. And the yeah. way that, like, I definitely know the way that I approach things, I've got more confidence in me because of the lifestyle. So, you know, there is a a mood change or at least a, a presence about me that's changed because it's swinging. Yeah. So that's one approach. Just straight out, just bang it in there. Serve just, it like a cake. Yeah. Hey, I need to tell you something and tell them. Um, if not, maybe take them to one of the parties. I've had people... <laughs> what? No, yeah. like one of the like Red Heavens or Prima or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. Take them to an event where it's like people are out dancing and it's like girls walk out in booty shorts and like sneakers and bras all the time now. Yeah. So it's a bit more normalised. So maybe bring them to an event and be like, how do you feel about this stuff? And they're like, oh, not us. But it's like, well, that's us. I guess it could depend on the age group as well. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you feel like the younger they are, the more accepting they're going to be? Not necessarily, but you could probably take them to a, a party like that. But just say, you know, you're you're, you're a little bit older, you're maybe in your 40s and you've got a few kids and these are friends of yours from way back or maybe you know them through school. You've, who know, Whatever the situation, right? You're not necessarily going out to a nightclub on a Friday and Saturday night. So people go, why are you taking me to a nightclub all yeah, of a sudden? Yeah, true. This is like, you know... It's an easier approach for somebody that's of a younger age. Yeah, I think that yeah. way would be, yeah, something is to say, well, that's this true. is something Well, yeah, because considering you did dinner, so that makes sense. The other question is, so from asking yourself why do they need to know is then you need to decide before you tell them what are you going to do? If they react negatively? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, it'd be something that I think you'd need to consider. Is it a friendship that if they were going to say no, is that going to affect you more than – you having to tell them. Weigh out your options. If they come back with a negative response, is that going to negatively impact my now swinging lifestyle? Or me not telling them, is that going to impact it more? Yeah. Because sometimes I just feel like you might be better off just 
not telling them because if you don't feel like you want to lose this friendship over telling them some information that you think they'll react poorly to, either discuss whether you think they're your true friends or just don't tell them at all. Some people have different morals and they're allowed to. Yeah. I guess some people find it hard like because they, they go, well, this is a part of me and this makes me feel good and it's great for our relationship and da 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 da, da all the things. Yeah. And then they have close friends that they can't share it with mm. and they're, you know, if they do judge them poorly, you lose them. You know, that can be hard for people. You know, you've, you know, depending Especially on how if you've built those relationships up as well. Any yeah. relationship ending or starting can be difficult. Yeah, I think you've got to go in with the mindset of preparing to lose a friend. I think so too. Yeah, which can be hard. Like you, Sometimes you, it's harder to lose a friend than a partner. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, especially if you've known them for so long, right? Yeah, especially if like you've you guys have grown up together, like your high school friends, or when you know you guys are like best friends and you tell your best friend everything. Like those yeah. conversations are very difficult, but I think tread cautiously with that and just weigh out your pros and cons. It's definitely one of those things where you have to have a think about it before you openly just tell people. Yeah, you got any other ways of telling them the meat of this? <laughs> as it were, write it on a cookie, West Wingers. <laughs> I don't know, really. To be honest, they're both probably the best options. I, yeah, I can't think of anything else apart from just bluntly telling them or just <laughs> tiptoeing. How do you tiptoe around it? Because it's like not like you're going to have a conversation movies. like, hey, do you like having sex with other Why are you asking me this, Janice? <laughs> <laughs> Leave Janice alone. Um, maybe playing like a, a swinger movie. There are some of them out there. Finding a movie where it incorporates swinging and be like, oh, what do you think about that? Oh, uh, yeah. That's so a good subtly idea. doing it where it's, you can gauge from them and they be like, oh, it's kind of cool. I'm glad that they're doing it all. I don't know. Or maybe, <laughs> no, there's a, there's a movie, uh, probably early 2010s or something, Good Old Fashioned Orgy. It's a comedy movie. Have <laughs> we watched of, that? Yeah. Oh, a really? group of friends get together and- Have an orgy? They, they realise they're about to all, there's like four couples or something, they're about to all separate to different sides of the country and they think, what are we going to do? Let's have a let's have one last tirade again and have an orgy. Oh, yeah. cute. Yeah. So that could be a way of breaking here. Would you ever do that? But then they might think you're, you're, you're trying <laughs> they're to pick trying them to pick up. up. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah. It's such a tread carefully sort of subject. Yeah. Maybe make it clear. We're not trying to hit on you. We're just... Hitting on you. <laughs> we're, no, we're, we're just sort of here. We're just letting you know how we feel about this particular relationship. Yeah. Oh, One actually, I think like a way of... Or if you do tell them and then it's information that they may need to know or you think it would be important for them is... Showing them how happy you are together doing this. It's not, not how not, it's increased your relationship. Or yeah, and, and great things about your relationship now that you maybe weren't experiencing before, or yeah, things that have enhanced so they can see that it's po- having a positive impact on both of you. Hopefully, if, if you've got people in your life that can, it, whether they agree with it or not, or not, they can at least still have support some, you. Yeah. Um, well, I think sometimes some happy. people are seeking this information. All they're wanting is support. They're not wanting to convert or maybe they are but they're not wanting you know them to become swingers they just want you know it's made them such a positive happy couple that they've now wanted to involve their friends into seeing the change and improvement in their life yeah we have another question um in my 20s is that too young most swingers i've seen are 30 plus definitely not no, it's not. Too, no, <laughs> to answer it's, that, no, it's not. No, I started when I was 20. 20, exactly. Right? 20, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Lawrence experienced my 21st birthday with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's not too young. Most of the people you see in their 30s. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. You, Do you like, find it's maybe because the people in their 30s are a little bit more confident because they've done it for a bit longer? Not necessarily done it for a bit longer, but also like, you know, it's a time of your life, you, you, you know, you start, you're maturing in different ways and right. So your, your mm. outlook on especially things like sex might start to change, like, the difference yeah. between a 35-year-old and an early 20-year-old is, you know, about 15 years. And you're going to have different experiences in the way you process things like sex. and You have a bit more maturity to you as well. Yeah, you And might. the understanding is a bit better. Yeah. You, you, you're able to reconcile potentially that sex is not necessarily connected with, with love. You can do it for fun without yeah. necessarily having to... Um, you can have emotional connection that's not love. Yeah. And Unless you as a couple may have grown together. So I, I, I think when people say I see a lot of like older people, like when you're seeing like obviously someone who's in their early 20s, seeing people that are usually older than them, I think that's fair. You are going to see people who are usually older than you yeah. by and large because of their situation. And other things that factor in as well is like, you know, um, financial stability. Expendable uh, funds. Yeah, expen- um, what is it called? Um White collar professional? No, 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 no. When you uh, you can just spend money. Like, uh. Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing his hands around. And I'm like, I don't know. You giving shit out for free, Oprah? Oh my god, why can't I think of this phrase? Um, I don't know. Expendable oh. income. That's what is, you said. That did I? He I don't did. know what's going on. Lawrence is losing his mind. Okay, sorry guys. But yeah, you got an expendable <laughs> income, right? So yeah. someone maybe like we've got friends that will, or you know people who are in their early twenties and they just we just can't afford to go to the club. We can't yeah. afford to spend 150 dollars on a night out, right? We can spend. We can afford to spend thirty dollars on a bo- cheap bottle of vodka, and then that's it. Yeah, and then have a chill at home. Um, so there's also those kind of things. I think also people in their thirties have been in relationships for a little bit longer. I do find swinging is an enhancement to relationships. So, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's generally like the fresh start of your relationship, and you're still exploring each other's sexuality, some um, sexual likes. So people in their thirties and plus have generally experience most of that with that partner so now they're looking to dip into something different yeah so don't be put off no gosh no because they'll be able to help you with some life tips yeah and it's like we do obviously we still get a lot of uh 20 somethings coming through the club as well 100 percent. there's been nights where it's just been dominant of like younger crowd yeah i I think think it's good for you guys to explore things when you're younger as well because and younger in outlook is always great as well yeah Another question is, any tips on how to start in the lifestyle as a 29-year-old woman who is single? I would listen to some podcasts, write down what you're looking for, because as a single female, what do you want? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you just looking to be a unicorn? Are you looking to experience something with girls? Like, what is this avenue going to bring to you? Yeah. I think answering your own questions of what do you want. That's probably the best way to get started yep. and then coming up with firm answers and kind of, I don't know, because you're going to come to the club alone. You're not answerable to anyone else but yourself, which just can be a great thing, right? You don't have to run anything by a partner. You can decide your own rules yep. and you can decide to break your own rules. If you want <laughs> to. Like, and no one's going to get upset but you maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so starting is, like Jess said, listen to things like this podcast, Read as much information. There's heaps of yeah. There's heaps of websites. There's heaps of books. 
Oh. Even maybe jumping on, because we've got a member's site, maybe jumping onto our member's site and having conversations with couples that are on there or there's a whole bunch of single females on there as well. Match yeah, up with somebody and have an open conversation and be like, well, how did you do it? Or even I find just thinking of it like a girl's night. So you're going out, you're going to a club. If you're confident enough to go out on a girl's night, it's similar sort of feeling as you come into OSS. Yeah. Um, and let our staff know. They'll look after you for the night. We'll be able to point you in the right direction. We can answer any on-spot questions you have. We'll be able to help you, you know, spot some good people to talk to. Under, it's going to be helpful for you to understand as well that you're, um, you're safe when you come to the club. Uh, you know, people are thinking, oh, what's going to happen? Because because they're thinking it's a sex club, they're just going to like be like they're going to be in a situation where they have to do something sexual. And it's like... Sometimes it's just about meeting people. For the people that we talk to, and, I mean, Jess, you've talked about your own experiences as well, like coming to a place like OSS for a party, whether you want to actually have sex or do anything sexual or not, is way more comfortable than going to a regular nightclub oh, in 100%. the city. It's like 100%. You, at a nightclub, it's when it's busy... Douchebag guys oh. are like grabbing you and they get putting their hands up your so skirt. So drunk, it's so gross. Ugh, and sweaty, unattractive like, by personality. No, like there's no Ugh. talk about consent there, like because you know it's consent's non-existent in a nightclub. Like yeah, you, you you talk to the security guard and you go, hey, this person did this, and it's like, well, I didn't. Nobody saw anything. Can't do anything. Too bad. So sad. Where we take that a little way more seriously here, um, it rarely happens. Look, it does happen sometimes. Someone steps out of line and touches someone without their permission, but it's dealt with swiftly um, and severely. It's usually... Yeah, as it should be. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) You are not welcome here. Yes. So if that's something that helps you get ready mentally, knowing that you're going to be safe... And supported by us. Yeah, and your your own physical boundaries are going to be respected, not just by us as the staff, but the other guests as well. There's generally a very healthy and positive attitude around consent and people's physical boundaries. Yes, there is. Another follow-on question is, uh, are young single women rare or do they come regularly? They do come regularly. Yeah. I don't think single women in general are rare. So, like, we do have quite a, a good following of single women of all ages. Yeah. Um, but no, single women of a younger age are definitely not rare. No. Probably on any given night. Two, two to three. five. Two to five. Two to five, depending on the night. So I do find newbie nights always bring in a high influx of them. Yeah. And party nights. Um, and yeah, we generally at least have two to two to three on a normal night. Yeah. We have got heaps more questions <laughs> to go, but I think that was a lot of information <laughs> that we've gone through over right now. So we're going to split this up into two parts because like, we've got a few Maybe more questions. Maybe two or three because I feel like we're still getting questions coming in. Yeah. And we do obviously want to give you guys as much of our time as possible so you can understand the questions being answered. Yeah, because sometimes we felt like these questions that are coming through require a bit more than a, a 30 second fire <laughs> off the hip response. So we've thought about these for a little bit longer. Or an insert them. response. Yeah. So we want to try and do them a bit more justice. So next week we'll be going over a few more questions, kinkier things as well. I think we've got something <laughs> on the, the, the list there about pegging and kinky toys. And <laughs> <laughs> um, How to get kinky. So yeah, come back to us next week for part two of the listener question Q&A. Q&A. <laughs> Let me try to dazzle it up. And <laughs> just the Q&A of OSS. Yep. Um, and obviously, if you guys do in the meantime have any more questions, shoot them our way. Like, there might be a question in there that we've not seen and we'll happily answer anything that you guys throw our way. Yeah, so scenario, 
scenario-based questions. Um, if you've got anything specific, like we can try and do our best and answer that. Yes. In the meantime, we'd you love if you rate and subscri- subscribe <laughs> rate to the podcast. <laughs> rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Get them to listen. Maybe this could be a great way to get see if you tell your <gasps> friends, friends about. Yeah, like, Throw them the podcast. Be like, oh, I heard this really amazing podcast the other day. Yeah. How do you think? This this guy's Lawrence. His voice <laughs> so amazing. Talk yourself up much. <laughs> uh, but you can find us on all social media avenues of Our Secret Spot. So that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yep. Or email us at info at oursecretspot.com.au or give us a holler on the tel- telephonino. <laughs> Zero four seven eight one three one seven six nine. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you anywhere through there. Yeah. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sexy. Ciao for now. Bye. No. Please don't put that in. I just snorted. <laughs> I always like putting in a little outtake. No. There. Okay. Just do like a nice outtake. Like this sort of thing, light and fluffy, where I'm getting my throat worked up. Jeez. Why? You got to get your vocal cords ready. Yeah. And I don't really know how to sing, so me just talking about lubricating things is how we're going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, just snorted again. (laughs) Okay, let's start.